let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God.
such a great way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Oh, greetings. You are the brothers of Jesus. You wish to tell us something you heard about Jesus? Exactly. What this time? He is bringing dishonor and reproach upon himself, you, his family, the village, and all of us. Including you? Of course. Oh, well, what did you hear this time? You do not wish to hear it. Very well, I will go elsewhere. Just a minute. We're as concerned as you are, more so. He is bringing disgrace and dishonor upon all of us, including you. Well, what did he do this time? He prays all night and goes about the countryside all day. And he... Yes, yes, we already know that. Well, this... This intemperance seems to have unsettled his reasoning power. He seems to have gone insane. Insane? Why? I, I mean, uh, what insane thing has he done now? He is openly defying the Pharisees. Uh, he must be insane. It's just what we've been fearing. Also, he has been casting out devils by the power of Satan. Satan, mind you. Well, now, that's hard to believe, knowing him as we do. Anything else? Well... No, that's about all. This time. Thank you. Come again. I will. Good day. Well? Well. What are we going to do? We have to do something. But what? Stop him. Stop him, yes, but how? Well, we could go to him personally and... Oh, no, he won't listen to us. He never did, not even as a child. Isn't that one of the main reasons we hate, uh, I, I mean, dislike him? Uh, he, uh, you said that, I didn't. Well, what can we do to stop him? We could go to the Pharisees and ask them to influence him to they stop They have been trying to stop him for a long time without success. They hate him too, you know. Too? I'll be honest. You know we hate him. So do the Pharisees, the leaders of our nation, and all those in authority. Jesus refuses to obey them or take advice from them, the same as he did us. Jesus is a loner, always has been, even as a child. He refuses to obey any laws. He does as he wishes. As he believes. Huh, believes. He doesn't care, though, who he disagrees with. He goes blissfully on his own way, regarding nothing, nobody. I know how to stop him. Yes, I'm sure of it. You know everything. Who is it that has some influence on Jesus? Well, not you or me or... Oh, Mother. Mother. Yes, yes, Mother could influence. But she might refuse even to try. She believes him to be the Messiah, you know. Sometimes I think she is doubtful. At least a little. And the way he brings disgrace upon her and us and the nation, too, proves he's not even a considerate man, much less the Messiah. Yes. Well, should we talk to Mother? Won't do any harm. All right. You ask me to align myself with the Pharisees against my own heavenly sent son? Not join with the Mother. All we're asking is that you try to get Jesus to be more, uh, well, act, be more prudent. We do? Well, surely we do. Oh. Don't you remember that we agreed that Jesus is our brother, that we love him, merely wishing him to be more prudent so as to bring less malice toward himself from the uh, elders and leaders? Oh, 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 yes, of course. Yeah. What exactly do you wish me to do? Go to Jesus, Mother. We'll all go and talk to him. Seek to have him act and teach more in line with the laws and teachings of our national leaders. After all, they have been designated as the keepers and interpreters of Scripture. 
they know and teach the right, the truth. My son Jesus is the Messiah. Is he? Yes. Would the true Messiah bring disgrace, dishonor to his own mother and family? Would he openly oppose the nation's religious leaders and their laws? Would he? Yes. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of anything. Then will you go with us? All we're asking is that you have Jesus ease up a bit on his opposition to the nation's leaders and bring less disgrace upon himself and us. Oh, all right, I'll go. Master. Yes, Peter? Thy mother and brethren are outside. They wish to see you. My mother and brothers? Who are my mother and brothers? Ye disciples, and all those who do the will of my Father, they are my brothers, sisters, and mother. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
Hello, favorite granddaughter, Mariam. <laughs> I'm your only granddaughter. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to talk to your father about that. How was school today? We studied about World War I. Do you remember it? Uh, no. Believe it or not, it was a few decades before my time. What did you learn? I learned that people can be very mean to each other. Grandma, why do they do that? I think that people fight each other because they listen to the other voice. The other voice? In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were walking around and playing with the animals, a voice called from a tree. Remember the story? Oh, yes. I learned that at Bible class. Satan was in the tree looking like a beautiful serpent. He told Eve to eat the fruit that God said not to eat. And what did she do? She ate it. Why did she do that? Because she listened to the other voice. The voice that wasn't God's, right? Exactly. God's voice said, don't eat. Satan's voice said, eat. In World War I and II and Korea and Vietnam and in the Middle East, God's voice said, don't fight. Satan's voice said, fight. Today, God's voice says to us, Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't be unkind. Satan says just the opposite. We need to decide who to listen to every day. Thanks, Grandma. I want to listen to God's voice. Smart girl. You get that from your dad's side of the family, you know. Oh, Grandma. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
story you're about to hear is so amazing that it's almost too good to be true. But it is true. In fact, the miracle of the resurrection is one of the most well-documented facts in history. Doubters have never been able to explain how else Jesus' body could have disappeared from the tomb. That's because it's kind of hard to explain away the earthquake and the angel who announced that Jesus was not there but had risen. It's just like a mystery story come to life. Good choice of words since that's exactly what Jesus did. Have you seen him with your very own eyes? No, but Jesus did appear to more than 300 people after he rose from the dead. Wow, that's a lot of eyewitnesses. Sounds amazing. It is amazing that Jesus came back from the dead, but it really did happen. All the stories in the Bible about Jesus are true. Well, tell me more of them. you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4, 6. Fast Food by Sharon Boucher. Rudy slowly closed the cupboard door and turned with a what do we do now look on his face. Find anything? His roommate asked. No, You didn't last night either when you went searching through the cupboards. I know, Rudy admitted. I just hoped I had missed something, anything. I'm hungry. Me too. We haven't had anything to eat since breakfast yesterday. Don't remind me, Rudy moaned. It was summer vacation, and the two young men were in Panama City selling Christian books door to door. Rudy, who had just turned 18, hoped to go to the newly established West Caribbean Training School when it opened for the coming school year. He had recently learned about Jesus and his second coming, and he wanted others to learn about Jesus, too. 
By selling books about Jesus and his love, Rudy could tell others about him and earn a scholarship to pay his school expenses. His dream was to someday become a doctor. Rudy and his friend had come to Panama City from their hometown of Cologne and had rented a tiny apartment. It was in a wood frame building constructed as many of the Panama houses were, with a number of one-room apartments all facing out on a common veranda that went completely around the house. From here, the two young callporters went out six days a week to take orders for the books. Rudy and his friend had been doing quite well as they went from door to door. The people who purchased the books paid a small deposit when the order was placed and agreed to pay the balance when the books were delivered. The two young men sent the orders to the Inter-American headquarters of Seventh-day Adventists, but for some reason the orders were delayed. Back then, call porters didn't have the more secure financial arrangements they do today. They had to rely on the payments they received for their sales. And since the books hadn't arrived yet, Rudy and his friend couldn't collect the rest of the money. Soon they had spent what little money they had, and now hunger was gnawing at their stomachs. Rudy and his friend dreaded the thought of tramping the streets without anything to eat. We've done all we can, they agreed between themselves. Now let's tell God about it. And they discussed just how God might help. We could start knocking on doors, and maybe God will impress someone to place an order and make an unusually large down payment, one of them suggested. Or maybe we'll find some money and won't be able to find the owner, the other projected wishfully. They thought of several ways that God might help them. I wonder if he smiled, knowing that he had already arranged for their immediate need. As they talked, the two young callporters looked across the empty table in front of the window. And out the open window, beyond the trees, they could see ships sailing on tropical blue waters, and in the shadows, crocodiles lay dozing in the morning sunshine. But none of this interested them today. Together, they knelt and reminded God of their need. When they got up from their knees, they stared at the table that had been bare moments before. It couldn't be. It wasn't possible. Where had it come from? There on the table was a large platter heaped high with colorful vegetables, potatoes, and fish. Plenty of food for two very hungry young men. It was steaming hot and smelled delicious. Eyes wide with unbelief, the roommates looked at each other, then back at the table. This was uncanny. This was unnatural. This was too much. The two bolted for the door and flung it open. A neighbor woman who lived a door or two from them was walking on the veranda. She heard the door open and turned to greet them. Good morning, she called cheerily. I cooked our noon meal extra early today, and for some reason I kept thinking of you and thought you might like a home-cooked meal. When I walked past your window, I saw you praying and didn't want to disturb you, so I just set the food on the table through the open window. Rudy and his friend thanked her. Then they stumbled back into their apartment, thankful that God had provided for them. That's how I learned that God doesn't need suggestions, Dr. Rudolph Rodriguez said years later when he shared this experience with his Sabbath school class. God always knows what to do. So now, whenever I talk to him about my needs, I simply trust him to take care of them in his own way. And he always does. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. 
If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Children come, don't dare drive them away, and then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.